All right, welcome back to the Create Don't Hate podcast. Uh, this is Sydney, and today we have another special guest. I'll let him introduce himself after the break. All right, we have Brian Lim here. I'll let him introduce himself. Brian. Hi, Sid. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks, Sid, for having me here. Uh, really honoured. Um, considering uh, looking through of all the uh, different speakers that have um, gone through your podcast I think I'm probably one of the I wouldn't say less established but um, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, I, so I'm Brian I'm currently playing and coaching at SEC um, yeah I've been playing rugby for good uh, 17 years uh, played for SEC for 15 years uh, yeah an ACS old boy went through the ACS system uh, been there for 12 years uh, yeah it's pretty much a brief introduction about myself short introduction he has lots more stories but uh, yeah so um, for all of you that are interested Brian is what two beers in <laughs> yes came in a bit nervous and uh, unfortunately we had some sound issue at the start so he started on the beers but um, yeah so Brian can you um, maybe talk us through I mean you've been playing rugby and, and, and being involved with sport and you're even working with a sports company sportswear company so can you talk us through like how this sporting journey of yours uh, started yeah uh, yeah uh, being Two beers in, I think this is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, but let me start on my sports journey. Um, actually, I think my first recollection of sports uh, started out um, basically with um, like every typical parent, um, I think. They will send their kids first for swimming. Um, so I was doing swimming for quite a fair bit, I think in my early childhood years. Um, then I think the first sport that I actually like played and I really enjoyed was badminton. Uh, I think I was a good age of nine years old. My dad sent me to the Wong Sung Kiat's Academy. So Wong Sung Kiat is, uh, I think for those people in the badminton circle would know that is, uh, I think the first Singapore SEA Games gold medalist for men's singles. Um, currently the father of like Derek Wong, one of our uh, top, I mean one of our top uh, badminton athletes also in Singapore. Um, I think I did it for a couple of years, also a couple of months. And then my dad pulled me out of it. I think, because um, my dad was a, basically was a badminton player in ACS also. And I think maybe he didn't see any potential in me and then he got me out of this uh, academy. <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed badminton. Uh, it's one of those games that I played in the, you know, in, 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 uh, in the backyard uh, with my uh, helper and my brother. Um, yeah, and then next came um, soccer. So soccer was, um, I think basically started watching like EPL with my father and you know, got gained some interest. Uh, played a fair bit in the streets. Um, I mean, at, at my old house at Paya Lebar Walk with like my neighbors. Um, basically, it would just be a bunch of boys at what, 5.30, everyone gets out of the house. Some, the guy with the soccer ball, you know, is the, the king. And then, um, 
yeah, we just get two sleep, uh, four sleepers and we make a GoPros and we start playing on the streets. That's the best. That's the best kind of soccer. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, the ball will go over to your neighbor's house and then you'll try to you get someone to, to jump over, pick it up. Um, whoever parks, whoever was parking illegally will get a dent <laughs> on their car. And once in a while, we get the... Um, the police, the traffic police coming down because the neighbor complained. So uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that's how I started soccer. So uh, yeah, I played I played a fair bit of football, joined the uh, ES4E, I think back then it was called ES4E or Cate Soccer. Um, they had like a few academies around Singapore. Hmm. Um, I think I played it in ACS Primary at Ahu Road, the last, um, uh, the old ACS Primary. And I think I was, I think it, I did pretty well. I really enjoyed it. I was a pretty big kid also. Um, so I was definitely placed at goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, I remember playing together with like Anders Elplin. I think he's now currently a national soccer player. Yeah, uh, he's, he's playing think, professional. Yeah, right? I played for S-League. Probably one of the, I think I was from ACS Premier also. So probably one of the only, uh, one of the couple, a few ACS so boys. So you were teammates with him? Yeah, I was a goalkeeper. Then I you was just two different paths. <laughs> yeah. I was a goalkeeper and I basically covered the whole goalpost. So I always <laughs> kept a good clean sheet. And he's basically one of those boys that would dribble past everyone and score. Uh, yeah, and I, I won a few tournaments. I think that's time they always had this ES4E camp. And uh, we'll have it at like, um, you know, the old, what is the OMOE? The old MOE. Oh, the old uh, like teachers. Uh, Grange at, Road. Yeah, Grange Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah Grange yeah. Road. Yeah, we have like a soccer camp there. And yeah, I think I won like two gold medals. Of course, I had like really, really good players <laughs> in my team. And yeah, played a bit of football also for ACGS. Uh, only made the team in um, at 12 years old. I think back then, you know, for schools when they had like their CCA selections, basically yeah. first come first serve, right? Whoever yeah. just runs to the you know the the sport that CCA they want to join. Yeah, because primary school is not compulsory; it's more of like an interesting. Then from there you train, and then you start to develop some uh, proficiency in that that the sport that you. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So, but I think they really knew who they wanted to select by then already, like. Cause you know, I think if you join like early stage where they had the academies and all that, then the the school teacher in charge will know who they'll select. So I think I, the first I tried to join the soccer team, but it was full by the time I reached there. Mm. And then I tried um, badminton. Um, these I think the teacher in charge wasn't too pleased with the way I served the <laughs> the shuttlecock. Uh, I I always had the like a short serve. Uh, surf. Um, and he wanted me to give a like really high long one, but I just couldn't do that. So out I went. Tried to join rugby then. Uh, I think that was when I was eleven. Um, I think there was only one slot left, if I remember correctly, at ACGS. Uh, and uh, I think it was the school teacher in charge just told us like, okay, uh, we're gonna have a relay race, right? Um, and we'll see who's the fastest. The fastest guy of like, a, um, I think it was like five people. And the fastest guy will get in the team, get the last slot for the for the rugby team. I was then like what eleven and sixty kilos, overweight, has been tough club since I was um, uh, primary two, and I was running against like uh, I think three of them were like hundred meter, always in the final list or the hundred meters for our track and field meet. I think I just I just walked out of that, <laughs> of, that, of, that uh, of that trial, and. Uh, yeah, and so I ended up ended up in computer club. <laughs> it was basically a CCA for people who couldn't get into any sports um, 
couldn't get into any sports CCA. Went for one or two um, sessions and I just realized, okay, this I, I, this really, uh, you know, just not a thing for me. Um, just teaching you how to surf the internet uh, back then. Um, that was 2001. Probably the internet just uh, just came out. And uh, yeah, so I just stuck to like um, playing sports on the out, um, outside of school. Um, never had a proper CC until I was 12. So before that, I was like, I, was, I say I was in swimming, did a bit of taekwondo and also played soccer for like ES4A and, Cat and the Cathay Soccer Academy. Only at 12, then I made it to the soccer team. I think it was the, uh, one of the P teachers that recommended me the soccer team. Um, I played, played for the school, which was great. Um, but it was only then I realized that ACS wasn't a very good soccer team <laughs> back then in ACS Junior. Uh, I think I remember playing against like uh, Haris Harun's uh, San Gabriel's team for a friendly game. And that's when we had like a rugby score for a soccer game. I think we lost like 13-1. <laughs> then I realized, okay, um, um, we, we, are, we got a long way to go. And um, yeah, I think in, during the season, we only won like one game. We beat, I think Coach Wan, uh, Presbyterian Prairie. I think it was the last game of the season and the parents bought us like McDonald's. That's, that's why I actually remember that game <laughs> because after we won, the, I think one of the parents uh, bought us uh, brought us to McDonald's and bought us a meal and then that's when I thought like why didn't they she tell us earlier that you know if we, if we win a game we'll get McDonald's we'll probably play a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um, so first played rugby in uh, moved on to ACS Barker Road uh, they did not have soccer, thankfully. Um, thankfully, yeah. And then I thankfully joined, for them or thankfully for you. Uh, both ways, I think. Um, and I joined rugby, and yeah, the rest is kind of history. Uh, but I was in ACS Barker. I was uh, contemplating between like water polo, um, even bowling, because I thought bowlers, you know, they had a very chill uh, <laughs> training. Mm. Could eat your French fries along and drink your coke along the, the way while you bowl your. <laughs> Why are you waiting for your ball to come back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, um, and then water polo is because I had a swimming background. Um, but then when I heard like, you know, the boys were doing uh, what, a lot of, uh, what, 200 push-ups, uh, what, 1,000 sit-ups a day. I said, uh, no, no. Water polo, water yeah. polo is intense. <laughs> yeah, it's, intense. it's crazy. That, uh, I went for, the but they get good, they get, they get really great bodies. So, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, I went for, play there. I was playing rugby in secondary school. I went for one, one water polo training. Uh, I, I went there, Topayo swimming pool, I remember. <laughs> The coach looked at me and said, hey, you're new, okay, come. Go and bounce the ball 50 times with your right hand, 50 times with your left hand on the wall. So I said, okay, I did it. Already very tiring, very irritating, but then I did it. After that, he looked at me and he said, hey, okay, come, warm up. 50 laps. I was like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> 50 laps. Yeah, mate. I did four laps. I came out. I told the teacher in charge. I told the coach, hey, uh, sir, I got tuition. Uh, sorry, I have to rush off. <laughs> I went to the entertainment center next door and started playing Counter-Strike. How was I supposed to swim 50 laps? So the, the training for water polo is intense and, and we weren't even like a top tier school. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same truth, I think they, I think they, they got top four or, or they went to the finals. Yeah, or four or, schools. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they did quite well uh, as the years went by. Uh, yeah, and then and actually, I already had a, soc a pair of soccer boots, right? Mm. From um, soccer, um, my AC ACS Junior soccer days. So mm. I thought, like, okay, I'll just attend rugby training first. Um, yeah, so actually, what got me 
start was actually the coach, Coach Damien. Mm. I mean, he was so, so funny. Like, it's just really, really, really hilarious. Um, throughout the whole training, I think he was, he had a lot of wisecracks and um, yeah, just make training really fun. It was very uh, serious also at the same time because, you know, they were doing a lot of like intense stuff like running, hitting pads. And yeah, I, I kind of like the, the physicality of it and um and also actually yeah really what really drew me was just that every time i was at train i was like laughing all, the, all his jokes internally we were trying to you know <laughs> trying to keep <laughs> make sure i don't laugh out so loud and um yeah and i got stuck into it and yeah kind of the rest is like history <laughs> yeah the, and also um also, one of the few things that made me stick to rugby was actually in ACS Barker Road. Uh, back then, uh, my seniors, they, I think they just lost, narrowly lost in the final. Yeah. Uh, the, I think that was the so-called the legendary ACS Barker Road batch. Um, Gabe, Gabe, yeah, batch Gabe Lee, yeah. um, Ben Ng, um, who else? EB and B, yeah, Prabha. Yeah, Prabha. They lost their, they lost the finals uh, on the last, yeah. in the last second. Um, and I wanted to join a CCA that I could, you know, win. Because back then, I think in junior school, you know, you always see the rugby boys coming up, receiving medals, or the swimmers. And I'm just, I was in soccer, and I, I was, they wouldn't make even an announcement of what's our score <laughs> the next day. So, um, yeah. So it was either those three sports. And yeah, and, and rugby was really, really fun. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how I got stuck into, into the game. Mm. What happened like uh, so after secondary school um rugby continued and yeah um yeah so i played uh throughout all four years in acs barker road mm. uh i think uh i was quite surprised actually in my first year of uh in acs barker road i never had any prior um you know uh uh, training or, or background uh, rugby background but I kind of made it to the CD squad which was uh, in sec 1 which was quite uh, quite an achievement I would say uh, back then um, and and also because you know you had the likes of like Haresh or a few other guys like Shahir who who all were playing ECGS and they, I think they, they only got like second during the school days uh, but how I got stuck into that first team I think because I I was the only player that could know how to throw the ball in the line <laughs> and, and that's basically the only thing I knew how to do back then because that's I was like what I think when CDF came in July you were like what six months into um, yeah, yeah, you know, learning yeah. the sport yeah. didn't really know what's um, you know just follow every follow the ball blindly uh, knew how to just kick the ball in the scrum and throw the ball in the line and that's about it yeah and uh, like you said um, after that moved on to um I think sec two managed to uh I I mean I, I really enjoyed the the game and trained hard quite quite hard for it. Uh yeah, managed to get like a vice captain for the CD squad. And yeah, we had a pretty good team, I think, back then in in 04. Uh had a lot of belief and that sort of stuff and um you know good support uh from parents and also the the coaching group. And yeah, I think we were we were pretty close to we we had the belief that we could actually make it to the finals, mm. um, and we trained very hard, but unfortunately we we kind of like missed out quite badly. So uh, and we got fourth. Um, yeah, those I think that was quite painful, uh, but I think the group stuck to each other and we 
yeah, and, and we managed to, you know, secure, keep good, having top four placing for the next, um, yeah, the, for the rest of the, the, my school days in ACS Buck Road. But yeah, I, I continued rugby after ACS Buck Road. I went, I DSA to, managed to get a DSA to ACJC. Mm. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, training, it was a different atmosphere. Uh, trainings were tough. And, yeah, competition was also a lot, uh, a lot tougher, especially for for sports. Um, you know so when Link you are in Lincoln was the coach. Yeah, yeah, Lincoln was the coach. Okay. Uh, when you are in ACS Buckroot, you know more or less, you know you have secured your first team spot. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, would not re- wouldn't really say like I wouldn't say that it's like very. Uh, there was, was a lot of competitions. The, was that the start of the IB program? Really? Or yeah, no? yeah. So IB started in 07. So oh sorry, in 06. So in 06, the IB boys were playing in my BDF year. Uh, so they were they were really, really, really strong side. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think they beat us in the semifinals, what, 64-3. Yeah. So <laughs> that makes a difference uh, in the Yeah. In the and then in 07, um, yeah, the I they had a full batch of like the IB boys yeah. already in the in the ADF. And uh yeah, so a, a, a lot of my of my peers like from ACS Buckro went on to ACJC together. Um yeah, we, we DS, uh, most of us DSA to ACJC. I think back then it was quite, I would say easy DSA, but you, I, you just, you don't really need your parents' signature to DSA. <laughs> so my parents didn't even know that I was going to uh, ACJC only after I signed the papers and mm. submitted my application. And yeah, only, I think I think only found out in prelims or, or mid-years when they asked me like, um, yeah, what's, uh, where, where do you want to go after your O-levels? And I said, I really DSA to ACJC. <laughs> um, I think back then it was, it's, it's okay. So uh, they were quite happy. Um, yeah, so I played my rugby in uh, ACJC for two years. Um, a lot of bittersweet memories uh, during that period of time. Um, yeah, could really go a long, uh, long while in this podcast to talk about it. But yeah, I think it's uh, it was a very good learning learning curve for for myself mm. uh, during, during those times in ACJC. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I if I wanted to share, I would say like um, I think we weren't that we weren't weren't really the favorites in uh, in during my J one year uh, because you know a lot of us um, came from uh, I think that was the first I think the first two batches of AC, in ACJC where you know they didn't really have the influx of like ACSI players, mm. so it was a lot of like guys from uh, ACS Road. SGI, uh, Unity, who also uh, had really strong teams like Azmi, uh, Weyang, uh, who joined joined our joined our team. Uh, yeah, so it was like really building from the ground. We weren't like very, you know, uh, it's basically a new team. Yeah. So you, you have to start everything from scratch again, um, you know, as compared to like teams like Raffles or even ACSI, where they really have like players that have been playing together for the last like four years. Correct. Uh, Saints, I think they do get a mix, a good mix, right? Of, of Saints players, you know, SGI, guys, Unity, yeah. uh, and also like other, from other schools also. Um, yeah, um, so training under Lincoln um, was a lot of physical uh, training. I think first thing he tried to make us, uh, get us was to be fit and also, you know, try to brush up on some of our basic, like, you know, f- uh, skills and fundamentals. Uh yeah we I think we we had a really good team uh, bonding was uh we had very good bond with the team I think we still have a very good mates with some of the some of the boys uh, from ACJC um yeah and I think the first year 
we we had this uh this term called uh AC creeps. K uh, K R I B. So it's basically Q R I. I think Q Raffles, uh, <laughs> IV and Saints or something like that. We ended up getting killed by all four of them. Because <laughs> we lost to all those schools. <laughs> yeah, those were good times though. Those were good times. Um actually that was that was created by Shah though. Shah, yeah. Shabu. A good mix of like yeah, Shabu. So it was a uh, it was really funny. Like we had like, a very um, unique born uh, then. Yeah, and um, I think we tried our best. We we had very very close scores with all the all the different schools, but um, yeah, we just missed out at the when you know where we mattered the most. Uh, but kudos to all the other teams. Also, it was very very competitive. I think yeah, back then um, A division was really really competitive. Um, a very competitive tournament. Um, and yeah, there was also like very good, fresh, uh, very good rivalry between the schools also. And um, yeah, came to J2. Uh, we had a good bunch of like boys from ACSI. I think the younger batches of like Daniel Louis, um, Nofadiu, Peter Wang. Um, yeah, and, and that batch of IB boys, I mean from ACSI boys, they, they won their belief. And yeah, they came in and then make the squad a lot more competitive. Yeah, we had like, you know, but a bunch of boys that, um, of J1s that were all like playing during our J1 year. Yeah. And then came, you know, another bunch of like fresh off belief um, yeah, 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 yeah. of IB boys that, uh, I mean, ACSI boys that, um, that had just won their belief. So it was, uh, yeah, very, very, I would say very, very competitive. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys, uh, especially in the, those in the J1 squad. I mean, those who were J1 moving on J2, missed out on, you know, um, like myself, also we missed out on uh, on the sport uh, or first team sport. Mm. Yeah. All right, the real show is here, man. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. This is totally unplanned. Haresh. So you can't have Brian around here. Eh? <laughs> Where the hell did you come from? <laughs> when Brian calls, there's only one man who answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, looks like we got a party now of three. Alright, Sydney, uh, Brian and I wanted to present you something. No! <laughs> Not the Dragon Football Jersey! Yes! So, we got you. Uh, are we recording? Yes! Oh, cool. So, we'll put a post, we'll put a photo of this up later for the fans to see. But yeah, Sydney, <laughs> we got you an official Dragon Football Jersey. One, one, and one in the competition with the number 13. Your number. Oh, oh sweet! Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't, don't, thank don't you, take out you. the stitching of the numbers, eh? You may not want to wear the jersey ever again. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting story to this jersey, right, Brian? Yeah, I don't want to know. Hey, you see there? Then the, the mic you can shift the bit. Right, center. right. Okay. Welcome, Arash. For those of you that are wondering what's the commotion. The kerfuffle uh, that just happened. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And uh, the, 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 kin <laughs> the kindred soulmates have reunited. Haresh just popped in to the studio. Hey, no Sydney, idea why. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> so he, he he actually felt that Brian's Brian was sharing too much of his story, so he came in to, <laughs> to fact check. Someone has to carry the team, lah. Yeah. We've still not talked about your DSA to Raffles. <laughs> like I mentioned in my you uh, mentioned when I came, the, yeah. touched on it, but uh, if you have any more details you'd like to share, yeah. uh, yeah, I think I think the the period where he where he DSA to Raffles, I think back then, 
I think school rivalry was really, really strong, like between like ACS and Raffles. I don't think it is that strong right now. I think everyone's like pretty chill. I tell you, now the, the difference is now, I think social media is, uh, is good and bad, right? Mm. So yeah. it has quelled a bit of the tensions. Last time it's like really, you know, I'll kill Raffles. I yeah, see yeah, green, yeah, black, yeah. and white. I kill. Exactly. I see ACS, wow, whack. I mean, those are the days we used to put opposition jerseys on tackle pads, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But now it's like, you know, hey, I know this guy is playing the opposite team. It's my badge. Hey, we play in the club together. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. it's, you know, it's good yeah. rivalry. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty good. I, I prefer it like now than back then, um, honestly, because like, I think, yeah, we, we got uh, a lot of times this sort of like rivalry kind of get into your minds and, you know, um, when you, all you just need to do is just to play rugby. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. want to play, win the game. Rather than play to yeah. kill someone. La. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember, I fondly remember like, um, I think playing against Raffles, I think back then we had wrong uh, Jing Xiang and Jing Xing who were helping us. And I think Jing, Jing Xiang was really, really good at like psyching up a team. This was and, the one at uh, RJ, right? You yeah. guys were warming up in the yeah. wooden floor hall, right? Yeah, and we... That's actually the only game I actually walked to the field with my, with tears in my eyes. Like, really just like too psyched up or something. And, and, I, and up. I think I was too psyched up. I think it was, that, was, that wasn't really, very really good. And that was the game. I remember Mandip gave a kickoff and Shah kicked, caught the ball from kickoff and made a solid break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a game, what a game. Yeah, I think we... Yeah, we, we lost 7-3 and... I would have uh, played in a game, but I was not in the school then. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think you you have been ended up you have ended up in uh, what's the nearest hospital of Bishan? I'm not saying probably, but no joke, no joke. Oh, back, in, back in those days, seriously, I remember. I think one of the years, right? We we were coached by uh, P. Ross, so mm. he was teaching us to cheer like oh uh, the our lit uh, literally the cheer going to the game was uh, green black white kill 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 green black white this kill kill what, kill. When you were in NTU or Saint Andrews, Saint Andrews, Saint Andrews. Oh wow. Whoa. So wow. th- that was like like you said la, like in the past you you, yeah. you play and you trade to 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 try to whack your opponents. But yeah. I think I think back then because rugby was very like I would say more f- like rock, a lot of physicality. It's just really just go out there, you know, um, big hits, very, um, a bit of raw big, la, I would say yeah. raw. I mean, there were a lot of unknown yeah. factors, right? There was no such thing as like doing tape analysis so yeah. intensively yeah. and knowing yeah. who to target game plans. You know, we Correct. just wanted to. It's just basically like you, you just need like big forwards just bashing up and it was just like a hard man's game or some, some sort yeah. like that. I would say back then rugby was very raw. La. Like like no nobody had any idea how to play good rugby, right? Yeah. If you want to play good rugby, is I, I smash hard, I hit hard, I, 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 I do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think yeah, we've been through quite a, a fair bit of a transition. Uh, I would say like yeah, with the influx of like uh, I think there were some coaches that tried to change the school, the school, the way school games were played. Like Jock, I think when Jock came up, he uh, I think he changed a, a fair bit of how lot of structure. Yeah, in place. Yeah. Uh, Reese also. Um, I think when he came from like um, I think when he was when he started coaching Raffles, I think he uh, played a lot differently. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just great, it was great. Yeah, I think it's it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Jock and um I, I worked with Jock and uh Adrian mm. for a bit at SRC. Yep. Uh this is I probably think, 05 or 06, I believe. Yeah, and I would say as a player, those were the years that I really learned the most. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Because the I mean the ideas and the the 
rationale behind certain drills and the training principles. He brings around a new perspective, right? Mm. As as compared to traditionally, you're thinking, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this, I will get this. But then he tells you, hey, you do this, you do this, you might get this also. This, oh, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think Jock coached us in the... We, we had uh, under-19, under, I mean... Yeah, coach under, did he coach bank and football? Or? No, no, no. This was oh. with... Uh, <laughs> we didn't have the budget to fly him from yeah, Perth. Right? But, uh, <laughs> no, this was probably the under-19, under-20 league that SRU organised. Yeah. The Mastercard under-20 league. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah so, again, so those were, I think it was two years, two years of, yeah, under Jock. And those were actually two years, yeah, like I said, really learned a lot from him. Um, especially when it came to like, you know, scrum tactics and... Um, what line out throws Man, everything yeah. talk, talk about before game I mean we did a lot of like stuff off the field yeah, pre yeah. game pre warm up that was actually very very beneficial yeah especially on the basics um, yeah change change a really really, really learn a lot from him okay mm. going back to Brian mm. it's always been about <laughs> before Brian before Harish interrupted <laughs> us going back to Brian um, now uh, so you started rugby in secondary school and you you stuck with it for the longest time I mean now I still see you dabble in a bit of badminton la, and, uh, every time I see your the footage of you playing badminton I feel like throwing my phone away but yeah so so I mean you've stuck with rugby I would say the the longest and, and that would be something that you've put in the most time and now you still give back and you still play um, what is it about rugby that you love so dearly uh, yeah actually um, yeah, I've been playing for I would say 17 years. Uh, I think exclude the fact, exclude this year and the year before when I had my ACL injury. Uh, what I like about rugby, uh, I think it's just a, you know, it's a really good team sport. Um, the bonds that you get from, um, with your teammates, especially going through like um, hard trainings. Um, so actually, when I was thinking about this, uh, I think back about like all the all my good friends at the moment, uh, like Haresh, uh, yeah, all, all, some of the boys from ACS Bakro, like Jonah, Roy. Um, you get those boys even, back to training. Yeah, even even some of my mates, like some close friends, like Sebastian Ramos, mm. um, one of the so only Mexican um, players in Singapore. Great, great flanker. Sebastian yeah. Ramos. Yeah. So when I think about it, name. when we. When when those players that actually stuck through and um, you know went through those staff trainings, we actually became very, very good friends. Uh, even now, even I like, say for like SCC sevens, uh, the SC seven squad, we train really, really hard. Uh, you know, uh, we put in a lot of hours uh, running, uh, the track work, uh, gym work, uh, you know, on the fields. Yeah, and 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 yeah, you actually form a, a very good close bond with these sort of these players. You actually, you go through this kind of uh, tough trainings together with, mm. um, yeah, even now at SEC, um, a lot of good mates, especially, um, you know, those that are currently like, doing all the Broncos and mm -hmm. all, all the hard runs. Actually, we, we I think that you can still see a kind of a, a bond forming, especially those that are very regular, you know, down with oh, the yeah, runs. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And everybody's like pushing each other to, to, yeah. to beat their last week's score or yeah. you know, just do a and bit more reps. Correct. To complete the runs and um, yeah. And, 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 that's, and I think that's, that's a very uh, beautiful thing about team sports. Um, of course, secondly would be the, um, I say winning games, the tactical side of it. Um, you know, um, it's it's fun when you know you you come up with a, a, a game plan and you know and and you execute it and, and we win. Is this where we talk about drinking football winning the <laughs> Hold on, hold uh, yeah. on. 
uh, or even games that you lose, like a lot of lessons that you can learn from it. Um, you know, it's just like like every sport, right? You know, mm. you there are ups and downs, and, and you, you get to learn from from all, all the all this all those. Um, yeah, and also the last the last bit about um, rugby, I would say the third half that um, I think um, Coach Damon uh, actually taught us really well. It's uh, you know hanging out with your opponents after the game. Mm. Uh, I think that's very, very important. Um, have a beer with them or, you know, have a chat, uh, get to know like your opponents a, a lot better. You know, we, we, we beat up each other in, on the field by the end of the day or after the game, we are just like, yeah, mates. And um, yeah, I think that's very, something very special about, uh, about rugby. Um, and also the, the community, I think, you know, rugby wise, everyone tries to, in the rugby community, everyone tries to help each other in, um, in yeah, certain ways, you know, like at the club, um, you can see like guys, um, you know, getting what jobs based uh, from recommendations and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, boys coming down to uh, academy training to give back, to to try, to, to help um, and, and to coach the others. And yeah, I think it's a, just a very strong. I I, I don't I don't see, I don't see that just in my club. I see mm. that also in other clubs. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think I think it's really really uh, this this is something I really like about about rugby. They are the strong community bond um, um, with uh, everyone. Yeah, the yeah, I, I think most sports will have different components that you mentioned. Mm. Right, um, team sports. Almost every team sport, every season that you go through. Like I was talking to Harish the other day. Um, the entire process, lah. You train for a campaign. You do the fitness. You, you get down to the gym. You push hard. And I've seen the SCC Sevens boys and your Fort Canning runs and the, the fitness that you do Sunday, Saturday, Dempsey sessions. Yeah. Um. You know, as uh as an as an onlooker, I can't help but feel you know like wow. You know, I, I I feel the the pride for you guys, and I feel that um, that kind of community spirit, lah. Mm. Um, and I I think there's something unique about rugby, like like you said, the third half. Yeah. Um, you there are no real um, opponents once the final whistle is done. Yeah. Once the final whistle is is blown, you know, we shake hands, we get together, we may talk shit about each other, but you know, we we grab a beer and then we we we. Share the rest of the night together. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a fun part. <laughs> I mean, I think that's been uh, increasingly prevalent in school bar rugby as well these days, right? Sid? I mean, looking at those. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, after the game, or was it before the game? The Saints and uh, ACSI boys came together in a huddle or circle. You know, that was really lo- lovely the, to see. I mean, like I said, like in the era, in the era of uh, social media and. And this kind of uh, connectedness. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in the schoolboy game, um, you 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 see these boys, uh, and the parents and the entire community, um, you know, just just leave the field very amic- amicably. They 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 are friends because mm. they know that hey, on the weekends I'll see you at the club training or, or whatever. You know, I'll see you on social media later. See the tuition. And yeah, you you smashed us yeah. on the field. I'll see you at the tuition center. <laughs> you know. But a uh, hey, good game today, man. Your kicking was awesome, man. You beat us, blah blah blah. You know those kind of things were non-existent a couple of years a couple of years back, right? Yeah. Like a couple of years back, you smash us. Hey, I hate you. You are. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> you are from a rival <laughs> school. You know. 
which uh, which like you say lah, it's it's a it's a good thing for the sport lah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I really uh, do agree with that. Um, yeah, I think our aim. I mean, for to grow this sport and um, we yeah we just all you, all you guys got to teach your kids just to um, you know to just win a, win a game and and that's about it. You know, there is no like. Um, hard feelings yeah. or mm-hmm. anything after after the game which is really very important I think yeah last time he said last time it was it can get really really uh, bitter um, even sometimes you see it after a few years in Zook or so there's still <laughs> I, know, I know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> still glasses thrown around <laughs> couple of uh, MSN messenger nicknames changed huh? yeah. MSN messenger <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> who was your biggest like when you were playing scuba rap? You just say Bidif. Yeah. Who are your like? Who are your like? You were told to like, like your biggest kind of rivals of folks that you know you had the most negative kind of feelings to. I mean, just from for, just speaking from this standpoint. For us, right? The I think the during my time, uh, I I mean I shared before like we yeah. were really in a slump. Yeah. So Saint Andrews was really. Like really, a limbo zone, right? Yeah, we were really, we were really struggling. We had a different coach every year. Yeah, we had no equipment. We had barely enough players and all that. And and you you go look at the state we are in now. You'll be wondering, can that be possible? Mm. Can can we ever have had a shortage of players? But during my time, I mean, the ECS were always going to be the rivals, right? Mm. Um, but they were so. <laughs> well established that it was out of reach la. like it was it wasn't even a consideration yeah because they were so far ahead so um the the i would say the closest guys would be your raffles and your sgis yeah 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 hmm. uh i think Barco was pretty strong that time as well yeah during my batch gabe lee andre and and yeah, Baba that, was, and was, that was the era of yeah. legends man. yeah so yeah. the acs guys were out of reach for us um. Yeah. So that's why I said, like, there was a time I think P. Ross had a short stint coaching us, and we yep. were th- we were thinking about, oh, yeah, green, black, white. We're trying to smash, 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 smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Brian Lim. Mm. Brian Lim. Um. Brian Lim. Okay. What was your fondest memory with regards to sport? Mm, fondest memory I think I think it has to do with rugby <laughs> say drink <laughs> and football uh, actually to be honest I think I was playing for Singapore um, in the under 16 that was uh, that was my first one what a uh, tour yeah we had a tour to Northern Territory um, ah. coached by John Liao and um, I would say I yeah I was pretty I would say lucky I don't know what. Yeah, I was quite lucky to get in the in the squad. This to was be because Jesse Quack didn't come for trials, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he came for trials. I think I think he did very very well in the trials also. But oh, his uh, parents didn't let him. His parents didn't allow him to go on the tour. Shout out to Jesse. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. So when I was uh, 15 back then, um, I, mean, I was 15. Um, during the B day, I think that was my worst rugby season ever. <laughs> I I was really really scared because I was very very. I mean, I'm. I'm vertically challenged in certain ways. <laughs> vertically <laughs> challenged in certain ways? What do you mean? You're either vertically challenged or you're not. Uh, I mean, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was really challenged. Here we go. And, uh, and you know, the, when, you, when, you, when, you step, when you step up from C-Div to B-Div, yeah. uh, 
the players are just huge, like yep. really, really big. Yeah. Um, and I was just so scared, to be honest. Uh, okay. I was, I was scared. Yeah. Um, and I think I was just really just there to throw the lineups and to hook the boy in the scrum. I didn't want to do anything else. I mean, we didn't I, really have the best like numbers for seniors to build up the team as well. So yeah. We folks from our batch, right? Correct. So, um, yeah. So a, a lot of us like uh, sec. Uh, we were sec trees. We were, we were in the squad also. I think I think it was about a 50-50 kind of thing. But usually, you know, like when it comes to belief, uh, I would yeah, say only thirty percent of the sec three boys will make it. Like make like it. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, it was yeah, quick, pretty fit, uh, a good fifty-fifty. Um, yeah, and and of course, you know, you're playing against seventeen years. Yeah, uh, it was fifteen. I was fifteen. I was uh, probably like only sixty kgs then. Um, what do you know? <laughs> I'm not, not going to review my Whopping weight 85 kilo <laughs> monster Depends how much beers I drink the night before <laughs> See, he lost 1kg running Broncos <laughs> and the, like, the whole 6-8 uh, well, weeks No No, one session oh, one, Just one, one session, yeah <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah, so So I think I went for the I, I saw how many uh, I was selected to go for the trials I think back then schools were only allowed like what 10 kids to go for the trials and like Each school would send 10 kids I went to the trials, you know, with like nothing, uh, no expectations. Uh, I know I was not the outstanding like uh, belief player during my time, and um, yeah, I just went and played, uh, played, tried to impress. Uh, not sure what I did, but I made it to the training squad. Sam Chan was you on the panel. Two excellent lineouts. Uh, yeah, I think I had great jumpers too. <laughs> Probably like. Uh, like Weeming and uh, who was my I can't remember who was the jumper Erwin Lam probably um, was my was also my jumper back then in my trial um, yeah and, and and probably did quite did well and yeah and um, and we you know, I think we had about two or three months of training or two two months yep, maybe yep. and lead up to it and I made, I made it to the to the squad that made it to Darwin and I was very surprised like yeah. myself I, I think I had a few mates that were quite uh, puzzled as to the selection. No, but as a, I think as a 15, 16-year-old kid, you to get that kind of opportunity and I mean, you, you would feel like, wow, you're on top of the world and that sense of pride when you walk around with your head held high is, is a different thing also, yeah, right? We mm. had we're like photo shoots at SIU office. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, just jersey like, presentation. Exactly, that's, no, that's, the, that's what we were talking about. Exactly. Like, like, like back in those days, it was such a big thing. Like, Adidas um, jersey. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember my under 19, because uh, my, I mean, even if we had under 16, it would be, during my time, like, it would be all ACSI slash ACS Parker boys. Uh. Yeah. Right. So my first foray was in the under 19 team when mm. I was uh, J1, when I was 17. What year was this? Uh, 2003. Okay. Yeah. That's just two years yeah. before this Darwin yeah, trip we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So we, we had, we had an under 19 tournament in KL. Right, so usually it's just a tournament. Uh, we were that back then there was no div one, div two, div three. Mm. So we, yeah. we were in a group. We would just play like we played Japan, Chinese Taipei, Hong Kong, oh. Malaysia, and and yeah. So that was the main tournament, which was the end of the year. Before that, we even had a training tour. Oh wow! So we had a training tour nice. to Thailand, and we played uh Thailand and and some of the colleges there and uh. Actually, nobody knows, knows this, but I think uh, EB and all were there. La. So, Demo was there. Demo was coaching us. Yeah, Demo was the right. coach of that. Under Andre Butler and all in the squad as well, right? I think Andre... I can't remember Andre. I know EB, uh, uh, James... Yeah, Andre, James, all would have been Paulie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So 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 yeah. So anyway, about Demo. Yep. Demo was there. He he was head coach, and then uh, I think the last two or three days of the training tour, we had to bring him around in a wheelchair because he. What? Yeah, what happens on tour stays on tour. <laughs> what happened? Why was he in a wheelchair? Because we were going for, I think we were going for dinner or what lah. So he stepped off the bus and he sprained his ankle. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of the tour he was a wheelchair lah. By the way, my my point was I I digress, but my point was that back then, uh, getting named. And uh, and and the whole selection process was such a such a grand thing. No, I remember that was cool, right? We, we used to wait for our names to be announced on the SIU website, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. So I remember like uh, the the training where you where you get your announcement and all that. The Ritzau was a team manager. Yeah. So for us, Good so man. he Good man. he actually lined up all the Adidas kit, uh, in bags, and there were boots, Adidas boots, uh. Training attire, shirts, everything nicely. So you just go there and collect, like like a real kid day kind of thing, you know. Yeah, just like what we were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Shredding came out from the Thai factory outlet. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Yochukang Stadium. Yochukang Stadium. All right, right. But what was good? Good. I mean, your favorite moments in Darwin, Brian. I mean, there was a really. I felt it felt like that tour felt like it was two three weeks long, but I think it was only like nine days. No, no, it was it was two weeks. Oh really? I think it was like fifteen days. Oh, it was a really really long wow. tour. I think we, um, yeah, I think well, what Harish uh, mentioned previously, we stayed with like um other like yeah, people we hosted were, us. We were yeah, and um, yeah, I stayed with um with Sigi and and one of the Casuarina Cougars uh, uh Cougars. team managers. Yeah, and he's um. Uh, uh, re- really great guy. I think he wasn't there at that time. I'll stay with uh, the late uh, Auntie Margaret uh, with Andrew Chua. Uh, the hosted us really well. Uh, I think that was the first time they, they actually saw like uh, two Asian boys eating really a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> we were really, really hungry. And uh, yeah, and um, I think what, what I remembered was, uh, was that we actually went there, you know, I think it was our first time playing probably like a uh, I'd say um, like Australian school kids, you know, and uh, and, and we thought it was going to be a very very tough tournament. Yeah, I mean, we, we, played, we played a state team, right? Yeah, so we thought we were, it was going to be it would be really really tough. Um, but I I don't think we were expecting to win, but um, but it's we not we, at all, man. Yeah, they they were like a hit taller than us. So all the yeah. players we never seen guys that big. I remember there's this in center who was like 120 kgs. I mean, was our, up against liming or something like I mean, that. Our biggest. I mean, I was even big then. You know, our biggest player was like hardly comparable, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, Anwar. I mean, Anwar Andrew Chua probably Andrew, the biggest. Probably Andrew Chua. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Chua was probably the size of Demo at sec two already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then um. So yeah, we 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 played against Darwin. I think it was uh, that was our first game. It was uh, I think we we managed to beat them like four tries to one or yeah. four or five tries to one, and this way we we had our our tails up uh, throughout for the rest of the tour. Um, we then after we went up to play against uh, Catherine. 
Katrin under 19. Of, uh, league boys, right? Yeah, those these are a bunch of boys that are rugby league players that just converted to play. I think they just selected them from their league teams and they just play against us. So yeah. they're they really good at open play, but I think when it came to like malls or well, I mean they were bad at the rock time as well. Yeah, correct. <laughs> which just sucked them in and like let yeah. fast boys. But once board. but once they started swinging the ball, they could run all kinds of like blocker moves and all that sort of stuff. Offloads mm. all. And I think we only beat them like I think I remember like, like less than five points, like 1914 or 1917. Yeah, oh, that, that was a physical game and being league guys, right? The hits yeah. really yeah. came. Yeah, I, I think I remember John wasn't too pleased about <laughs> performance yeah. against Catherine. Then the next big one was against the Northern Territory side. So they gathered all the best like Northern Territory players from um and, the and state, yeah. yeah from the state. And um No Catherine boys were involved in that one. <laughs> I think they had one or two. I think they may have yeah. one or two, but they, it was a really, really strong side. I think they had like the 100 meter champion on the wing against uh, running, and it was running against like uh, Ryan Edward Chu. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and uh, and what I think we, it also who, who, that was an Australian rugby player that watched us. Uh, oh no, we were actually the curtain raiser for, for uh, Northern Territory versus, versus Samoa. Uh, Samoa team. So yeah. Matt, Matt Rogers, I think. The yeah, Matt, Ro- Matt Rogers, yeah. correct. I think he, he, he played for the Northern Territory team. I think it was a very, very close game. I think we only we were won- sharing the same bench as him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he came. <laughs> it's a small I, stadium. Yeah, he came. I think you've been to the Darwin Stadium, I believe, right, Sydney? Optus Stadium. Or something. Really. Oh, it's the main. Have you been to Darwin on tour? No. no oh, okay. No. Cool. There's only one stadium. I think everybody goes to that one. Yeah, and uh, I think we only won like 2017. If I remember, I think Blendon converted a penalty oh, probably. That, that, that was cool, man. Like in front of a crowd. Yeah. And, like, and it was such a homely vibe. I mean, people were correct. rooting for us, man. Yeah. Especially the families that were hosting us. Oh, correct, correct. Um yeah, it was it was and we won it and we won that won the game. Um so I think we came a big thing. We came back to Singapore, it was very well celebrated. Also. The I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I was gonna come yeah. to that. Uh, so we, and after that we had a weekend tense tournament, like Saturday, Sunday, I think the last tournament, it was a Northern Territory tense. I think we split the team into A's and B's. Of course, the first team guys all went to the A's. This is a great and, story, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think the B teams was uh, managed by Lee Drabble. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Lee, all the way in Wales now. Yeah. Oh, no, he's in the UK. Yeah. Somewhere in the UK. So Lee was managing the B team. It was, and the B team was a good mix. Like, um, you know, uh, I think we pro- pro- probably had, actually, recently, these guys from like local schools, one or two uh, international school kids. And we we're all just players that didn't really play much during the <laughs> the tournament, <laughs> <laughs> the campaign. Yeah. So, and yeah, we we went all the way to. In a long story short, we went all the way. We won that tense tournament, and we beat the team that beat you guys in the so I think semis. Both, both Singapore teams made it to the semifinals. Yeah, the yeah. A team. I was Correct. playing the A team. Unfortunately, yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, sh- sh- shocker. Uh, <laughs> B team beat the one that semi final, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I remember it was Zaino that scored. Zaino from Green Ridge. Green Ridge, and then Paxton scored the drop kick. Paxton, yeah. what, a, what a player. And I think he had to re- a- I think he had to retake the, the the drop kick also, if I if I remember correctly. I think because someone shouted or what? something that he missed, and then what he did a again. Clutch move by and, then, Paxton Ong. and then he, and then he won it. Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a really great tournament. I think remember there's one game we had we played and we had to win the tr- the the game by six tries. In order to top the group so that we wouldn't meet each other in the semi finals, can you go and dig out the photos? Oh, I'm looking, I'm doing that right yeah, now. Can you yeah. go and dig out the photos? Because these are these are stories that, yeah, that need to be shared with the rugby community. And and remember, I remember the game, we had to um score six tries against I forgot which team, um, in from the North Territory. And uh, all we did was just pass to 
Aziri. Ocho. 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 <laughs> and, hey. he, and he just got six tries. That fella, yeah. what a man. He is a solid guy. That yeah. was the trainer. Yeah. So it's just simple hands. I remember him giving me lots. I mean, when during the polite days, you know, when he was playing for IT, he gave, he gave TP lots of problems. I remember yeah. him in the seven team. It's awesome. Yeah, then good he, guy. Great then guy. he put on a bit of weight. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> I think yeah. So representing um, Singapore in that team was uh, one of my yeah fondest memories. Um, also, the Singapore Select Day. That's probably the next time I got a chance to don the Singapore jersey. Uh, yeah, when we had a trip up to Sabah, yeah, play against uh, Borneo Eagles. Was it was it, Borneo, was it called Borneo Eagles or yeah. was it was it called Sabah Eagles? It was like the governor's the select. Team, yeah, team. It's basically the state yeah, team, well. state, state team. Mm. and you know, they they had a, a few Fijians uh, in this in the squad. Um, Here we go, Sydney. Got a photo of Brian carrying the trophy, the tenth trophy with uh, Zainal and Anwar. <laughs> I remember that man. We the A team were trying to hog the trophy and take photos as though we won, right? I think you managed to jump into our oh, photo shoot. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely did. Me and Blendon uh, jumped in. Yeah, good man. Yeah, and um, Sydney will post this uh, photos up. <laughs> yeah, and then um, for the Singapore A squad, um, it was a very fun tour. Uh, we had a good lead up of like I think a man under Mark Lee uh, who was training, uh, training up, was coaching us. Uh, I think Jama also was coaching us. And which year was this? Twenty fourteen. Was it? Yeah, I did my shoulder. Fourteen or fourteen or fifteen? Fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Just a year before you went to SMU, right? No, no, it was my first year in SMU. First year it was the year before I did my ACL. I remember that. All oh, right, right. So yeah, we can't remember our our the the, the age based I mean, on the years, injuries. Based on injuries, yeah. Because the yeah, when you're playing, right, you don't really count the years, and it goes right. by season by season. It's yeah, so fast. True. Like before, I got injured in so my same thing. My playing years your, your is benchmarked by my injury. Mm. So be, it's before that and after that. Yeah. The time in between is very hard to take stock because it goes by so fast. Yeah, and I mean for us, we are not professional players, so we don't have we don't have yeah, records and correct, stats correct. to keep track of, you know. So yeah, the tabloids aren't writing about us. Uh. Yeah, we <laughs> write our own stories. Yeah. <laughs> Create, don't hate, guys. <laughs> write our own stories. Yeah, and yeah, so that that was a a great tour. Uh, I think play against uh. The Sabah uh, Sabah Eagles really strong side. I think they had uh, Mark Miller so in the in that Ooh, in yes. that team on the, on the wing. That's right. I think we were build up, go to their twenty two. Someone when we once we knock on the ball, they'll be back in our five meters <laughs> defending defending the line. Uh, yeah, those Fijians were really really uh, tough to handle. And yeah, who else was in this uh, Singapore A side? I think we had a young uh, Makasang the mongoose. Yeah. We had Jonah Wee. Yeah. Then Oscar B was my roommate. I mean, we had a couple of capped players. Well. I think yeah. Rex was in the team. Correct. Yeah, we were trying. I think it was also a team feel like to build up for the national team. So mm. they were trying to test out a few like, you know, guys that just got their residency okay. in, in that okay. sense. Yeah. They, I mean, three years. So I think we had um, Paul Valan also was playing. Paul Valan, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Leading us in the post-celebration song. Yes, right. <laughs> Great, great tune that he came up from that. Yeah, and also, um, who was the the center? Um, Wanderer center, I think. Play squash for SEC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few. I think it was a, I think it was a good side. Matt Head also was in was was in Matt Head, Matt Head was in the squad also. Matt Head was in. 
yeah. yeah, I think he was just there for the tour. <laughs> he loves a good tour. <laughs> Ready, hit. And um, yeah, who, who else who was there? Like, I think there's uh, Rus- I think Russell Wong also, of a lot of Bullock boys mm. uh, made up the squad. Daniel Ng. Oh man, I remember this tour. We, we, were, we were doing like an R and R like before the game or we went to this archery place. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. None of the Singaporean boys could hit the target but Inoki showed up and got bullseye every oh, damn yeah, yeah, time. Inoki. What a hunter. <laughs> 2014. Mm. Yeah, and of the, course, yeah. Yeah, and of course, like, uh, I think, you know, representing the nation is always a, a big thing. Um, Still, still hope to be able to do it. Um, if yeah, and the other one will also be uh, captaining the SIM team to win our first ever rugby game. What, yeah. what a game! Yeah, I think I was just I think it's a yeah really I think when you, when you think about that game, um, I think you really just put a smile on your face if let's say like uh if you were, you were in that team. So basically, you know like. SIM rugby, right? It's a, it's it's uh it doesn't have a history of winning games. Uh still very, was a very young um uni team then. Yeah. Yep. I think started out by John Lee, uh Alex Chua and maybe Jevin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. started the team was were the first few guys. So I think um that was my second year in university. Uh it's really, really tough, like trying to even get players to uh get players. Mm. Wants to get players and get players who know how to play rugby to play for to play for the team. And that's mm. why I entered as a freshman. <laughs> yeah, because that's <laughs> yeah, because you know when the you, plug. We are university. I think everyone like don't really have you have that, other priorities. Yeah, like, I mean, sports army people have given up the sport. Not yeah, for exactly. Years. And also, you know, they rather like play like touch rugby or oh, go to cheer, cheerleading. You know, mm-hmm. sports where you know there are um, opportunities to mingle. Yeah, correct. <laughs> And rugby wasn't, um, yeah, that sort of sport. And yeah, so it, it was it was tough. We, we had to build a team uh, from scratch. Um, and, you know, prior to that, prior to that game, uh, that was actually a third and fourth. So prior to the game, we have lost every single game by 40 points. So it was, uh, I'll say it was quite tragic because mm. there are games that we could actually win, but we just didn't know, like, you know, the players that we we're going to have. Uh, we had this new guy that just rock up and just say like, oh yeah, I know how to play rugby. And we're like, okay, okay we'll just chuck you in the wing maybe. I and mean, then, trainings poof. were never consistent, right? We never yeah. had, and we used to train at that small field of uh, Pandan Road, Ulu Pandan, right? Yeah. It was just a hockey pitch with yeah. a forest behind. We lost so many balls. Exactly. So just prelude to that game, was we only had like, um, we basically lost every game 40 points. I mm. think even SRU thought we were going to lose that game by like, uh, I was I was I was blame sorry sorry probably the guy that's, <laughs> that's sending referees to us thought that game was going to be easy because they said Anthony he came out of retirement just to ref us <laughs> Anthony oh, never not ref the game for since I was five or six no, years but I remember him being quite active in the uni rugby scene oh I think back then he already retired already yeah You're, you will never see him in the league yeah, or whatever yeah. la, but in the uni rugby games he would always pop up somewhere yeah man he always had a smile on his face man. <laughs> yeah I don't know why. Loved him, loved, loved him. Yeah. So, so I think they sent Anthony to ref our game because they thought it would be probably like another kickoff. Uh, I mean, basically, yeah. The, the, he, they assumed the the radius, the referee would walk is, was yeah. going to be just 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 the try line, just in the try back to the center and you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, and it was a, it was a very tight game. I think we managed to we we scored the first two tries, um, and somehow SMU came back. 
um, to uh, so we were playing against SMU and they had a very very uh, strong side they had like the likes of like Blendon Ian Gunn uh, Tim Gay Jesse Quack even it's basically the same guys I played with the next year <laughs> yeah really really strong side and um, Weyang did we say Weyang oh yeah Weyang, Weyang was inside Weyang was in and um, yeah and 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 they clawed back to to lead 15-12 mm. and I think it was really the, like the last play of the day uh, we had a scrum um, I think somewhat 40, 40 meters out from the try line I think it was some sort of a we, it just did a very simple like simple move and yeah interplay between like Jonah and we had Joe Singh also yeah Joe Singh was uh, yeah. marshalling marshalling yeah, the and, and we managed to score score under the post and that was really really dramatic Joe jo Singh with the finisher right yeah yeah Joe Singh with the finisher Clutch. yeah and we won uh, and we won 22-15 no sorry was it no 19-15 Oh, sorry. What was the score? Man, at that it point, matter, it didn't yeah, matter, right. man. Yeah. We, 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 we even got Pocky Lim out of retirement. Yeah. So, yeah, we had Pocky in our... In our um, so, so, sorry, just, his actual name is Kenneth, right? Kenneth Lim, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we... Who's, but his nickname is called Pocky. Whose cousin was actually in the SME team, uh, Brandon Young. can't call him Pocky yeah. now. La. Yeah. yeah. We can't. So, the funny part of Pocky was, I think he, he brought a champagne for that game. He said like, hey guys, you know, we, if we're going to lose, why don't we just we'll celebrate like we're yeah, going to win? So we actually won. <laughs> <laughs> And we started like spraying champagne as though we, we were like the champions. Man, that was, I mean, that was still a great win. I mean, we were, that was yeah. a true underdog story, man. Yeah. I, I think kudos to the to the SMU team. It was, I think it was a really uh, good game. Um, I think they, they also, they also had a few injuries here and there. Uh, I think we just managed to beat them on the right time and the right day. Um, yeah, and we had, even had a great like after um after game. Oh, those are the days we used to just go to Holland Village, a yeah. Pepsi food court, just chill together, right? Both yeah, teams. Like both teams. I think yeah. we're the only teams that were doing that, like S SIM and SMU. Like Correct. we had to actually have like a, a mini social among ourselves. We used to we used to uh, buy off the, beers. The, yeah, buy off the crates of tigers, right? Yeah. So yeah, that was that was, that was great. That was great. I think, yeah, yeah really really enjoyed those um those times. And of course games also that um like you know that you, you come back from um, I mean as the SIM versus SMU game was just one of those that you, you know you come back from uh, come from behind to actually win so yeah those are those are games that I actually remember the most it was nice seeing all the old boys like John Lee Jevin all just congratulate us saying you guys did it you know, this is what we've been kind of fighting for I mean you can imagine John and his recipe boys saying yeah, you, you guys know, we, finally, this is what we've been fighting for finally <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think it gave us a good that's, that gave us a good platform to, you know, uh, after that we started we were able to recruit players, you know, there was more like belief in the team. Uh players were actually trained, um, come down for training, and we were actually prepared a lot better for seasons as compared to other years. Yeah, I think those those were those were really uh yeah, one of my uh fondest memories. Other than that was uh being able to to kick for the SEC team <laughs> in the final against uh, Odom. <laughs> I think because it was a game we also, we won, we, that was a Tankers versus uh, Odom, one of very many Tankers versus Odom finals. Mm. Um, I don't think we had a really strong side, like for a fact that we didn't have a kicker to start with. And I I was playing at hooker to, was the designated like um, conversion kicker for the team. Um, yeah, Who I, were taking the kicks out of touch? I think it was like Mick Newman or, or I forgot was the other guy. 
like another 10 Chris Hunter is it yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was Chris Hunter either one Chris Hunter was playing 10 and Mick yeah. Newman was playing um, 12 and then you know they will uh, take turns either way yeah and you came you stepped up for the conversion I, I was and I was only told to like take the there was a designated like a uh, conversion kicker on the Thursday of the of, of a game on Saturday I think I was like John T or something it came up to me hey bro do you know how to kick uh? Cause there's really no one that can oh, yeah. keep conversion. John T was our nine. Yeah, John T was our captain also for for that team. Yeah, I think um, yeah, just one of those games that really like we grind out the win. Um, it was really great because we I think we were down like two tries um in the early stages against Odom, and we managed. I think it was uh we managed to to get a decent lead. Of course, I um my conversion kicking didn't help with <laughs> the accumulation of points because we only got like one out of four in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you gave the team enough when time you, to when recuperate. When you started this story, I thought it was going to be, yeah, when, uh, one of the memories Stephen was that, yeah. <laughs> Then you say, one out of four. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think Odom also managed to claw back, I think, like, two or three quick tries and then it was just a two points deficit and we were probably a man down. I think it was like 13 against 14 or something. Uh, I think one of my players got sent off together with Rex oh I remember that quite, yeah. a, quite a skirmish at CCAB yeah, that was quite yeah, a, yeah, yeah. obviously yeah it was quite a, quite interesting game but that was probably one of those games where I would say it was um, we, we granted out yeah as a team um, to to win um, we we didn't play any like uh, fancy rugby mm. or anything we just played to our strengths and yeah I think I, I, I quite enjoyed the win yeah, but it's, the it's beer tasted a lot better. It's, it's, it's it never easy. Always tastes better yeah. after a win, right? <laughs> um, okay, awesome stuff, man. Um, okay, now we, we spoke about the memories and, and all the good stories, all right? So, were there any like uh, significant challenges you had to come? Now, I'm not talking about your vertical. vertical. <laughs> Before, I mean, this question is obviously addressed to Brian, but yeah. I, I, I popped in uh, slightly late. But did Brian talk about how he did not get selected in the primary school and why? Primary school rugby team? Did he talk about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Oh, about okay. the, the, the race. The, the race, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that was yeah, quite, yeah. quite a story, man. He gave up. He couldn't. <laughs> He was placed with all the school's printers. Uh, and BMI was probably what thirty five then. <laughs> they asked me to go in. <laughs> just see. That's why I'm here. I'm just here to fact check. <laughs> yeah, uh, challenges. So yeah, I think the f- first real challenge was probably like I'll say um, ACJC. I mm. think I mentioned before like um, uh, competitions or sports were were really tough. Mm. Uh, it was the first time. I think I was. Um, not playing as much as I would have liked to. Uh, I think my friends would know that I could talk to you the, the cows come home. But um, yeah, and well, that, I think that, that really put a dent on like, uh, I felt a bit on my line, like my progression uh, or my confidence even. Mm. Um, I was um, basically the uh, second choice, like a hooker for the team. Mm. Uh, we had, I had, I think we had um, my captain Matthew Young was the was the uh, was the starting hooker. And I think it was when you have a captain in the team, it's pretty hard to you know get mm-hmm. on the field because uh, he has to be you know there for most of the time. Is that where you started to think about playing scrum half? Uh, actually, I did in in um ding, ding, in ding. ACJC. Actually, okay, my story about Scrum Up, I think we should go over that later, but that's that not much of a challenge, I think. Scrum Up is always a pleasure. Oh. 
Yeah, so um, cause you know when you are in in JC, right? You really train really hard. You know, you um, there's a there's a program, you gym program, track work, um, you know, a lot of field trainings. You will train up to like um, what seven thirty p.m. in the night. Uh, you start at four thirty, end at seven thirty, and um, yeah, and and then when you when you train that hard and you don't get games or you don't get time to play, mm, it's tough. very very uh, discouraging. Yeah. Um, also, at the same time, you know, it was, it was my A levels year. Uh, wasn't really good with my with 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 my studies. Uh, so it was I was trying to catch up with all my, you know, um, um, catch up from what what I left uh, left off in J one. Barely made it to the to year two in in JC. So um, yeah, it was, it was really tough juggling like both studies and and uh, rugby at the same time. Especially during the period when you're training, it's like a good what four months or three months, I think about four four months. Uh, then once AD ends, it's uh, you're already five months into the into the school year, and you got like what six months to um, study for A levels. So that's really really tough. Um, yeah, anytime I think about that, um, still still pretty bitter in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, also very sad when I think about it. Like you know, could I have um. Could I have done uh, something different, or, or what, what could I have done, like to to be to to actually play? Mm. Um, yeah, and also you know we we as a team we we were aiming to at least uh, I think we thought our ADF team was strong enough to to beat to win the ADF. I think we were probably the closest team to beating ACSI at that time. We were the hot favorites. Um, I think we only lost to them. And the last play of the day in a, in a friendly match or uh that's why we had these Isaac tournaments. Uh oh, with the international with, schools. With the schools. So we played against UWC, played against um like uh Australian International School. Dangling Trust, uh, Dangling Trust. And it was I think it was kind of like a warm-up tournament before our our ADF. Yeah. And and yeah, we 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 nearly beat the ACSI team, and that's where you know we we thought like yeah, we are we're, we're that close. And we lost only in like the last play of the day. Um, I think we lost like what, 15, 12 or something in the last rear and the last play of the day. Uh, yeah, so that was one. Um, second would, I would say injuries. Mm. Coming back from um, injuries, um, had, a, had a fair share of uh, injuries. First one would be the, when I tore my PCL um, in 09. I think I was, uh, it was my first ever uh club final with the SEC Lions uh, then it was called the Turds I think we played against the Growlers which is our vets team and those, day, and those days the Growlers were uh, one of the most uh, feared teams in the and it was a cold wet day at Dempsey yeah it was really a cold wet day at Dempsey and uh, yeah I tore my PCL then um, <laughs> this was before you went to army as well what yeah the, this is another story near talk so about. that was like two weeks before I enlisted to army <laughs> and <Okay>. um, <laughs> basically I thought I, I could, you know, go in, get passy, and then come out and just rehab. And Basically, start your OID clock. La. Yeah. So I, I... But... Okay, just to, to, to share this story really quickly, uh, shaved my head and everything, went into the... Went into the... Uh, went into uh, Pulau Tokong. I don't know. Before that, we had a farewell dinner for Brian. See you, Brian. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, yeah. And, and then we did the, the swear in and all that kind of stuff. I think that... Only when they asked us to declare whether we had any injuries, I, yeah, that's why I, I came and said, oh, I think I got a, I just told my lead ligament. He said, oh, do you report to CMPB? I was like, no. Okay, tomorrow I go and report. 
Then they give me back my IC and then just going to report. After you've sworn in. Yeah, sworn in everything, you know. Then, civilian and, again. Yeah, back civilian with uh, hair or shaved and everything also. <laughs> I was like, oh my Lord. Yeah, and so that delayed uh, me for a good six months. But I managed to play the under uh, 20. That time we had the under 20 tournament, right? Club tournament. Yeah, the MasterCard one. Yeah, the MasterCard one. And... Um, yeah, I thought I would have, have had a good chance to make the under-19 squad also. Uh, but, um, Where yeah, was that? I guess. What year was that? 2022? I think you all went to Hong Kong. You guys basically scored oh, yeah. one try only. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a <laughs> tough campaign. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I thought I, I could have made that squad. Uh, but I think, you know, having the PCL was a bit hard. It was like three months into injury, uh, three months post-injury, and got back into playing. Uh, didn't play so well also. And, yeah, probably that's why we made the squad. And John Tung was a hooker. Yeah, fair play to him. I think he had a good he had a good tournament. Uh, yeah, so that was one. Um, next injury would have been the uh, I think I broke my nose just before the f- under twenty three. <laughs> I think the first Singapore under twenty three game to well, not first. I think the when they yeah, restarted yeah. this under twenty three. So when I met you at Kutek Park Hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. The first one we had. Always there, lah, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so uh, it was basically we had an under twenty three tour to Malaysia. I think it was just one week to the to the tour, and I broke my nose. Causeway Cup. Yeah, for the Causeway Cup. That's where they first restarted this. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, every year I think we we'll go, go to Malaysia one year, and then Malaysia will come to Singapore. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I broke my nose, so they make the squad. Basically, I think I could have made the squad. The doctor came up to me and asked me like. Uh, yeah, you broke your nose. You know, we, we have to go for op like now or like um in as soon as possible. I was like, can I delay this like maybe two weeks later like, yeah. after I finish that that game? Yeah. The, the, the doctor asked me like, is uh is rugby so important to you? I was like, yeah. They no. I think by the time you um uh if you come back, your nose may have hardened. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, like. soft tissues and yeah, yeah, um. Yeah. So I had had to do that op. Yeah, and the next one, which is my most recent injuries, injury would be the uh, the ACL. I think that was a, I think I, I felt I was playing well that season. Mm. I think I had a good, um, I was playing well a few games, finally managed to get my first like um, prem start. Yeah. Before that, I, mean, I had a few prems games, but you know, I always like finish a tankers game, go walk, go bench the, bench fresh, the prems. You know, yeah. after, two, after two beers, you you're know? a filler, you're a filler. Yeah, uh, basically a filler, yeah. <laughs> or even like, you know, last time we had the quota, and then you oh, yeah. <laughs> come out, then come out. <laughs> <laughs> Experienced oh, that before, that was quite funny, quite interesting. Um, some teams were notorious for some specific tactics and yeah. players for doing yeah. that. I, I did that once only. I think that was, I, I came off only because I was actually injured already. I mm. said like, I, I don't think I can even play like that 10 or 15 minutes that you want me to play for. So I was like, came on, I said, I'm, I'm out. I don't want to play. I'm really injured. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so I had a good, in 2018, I think 2018, 2019 season, um, I felt I was playing well. Uh, felt very good on my like my body. You know, I was feel str- uh, strong as ever, uh, fit also, and um, never yeah, missed I, the lineout as well. Yeah, I, I felt I was throwing well also uh, in the lineouts, and um, yeah, I got my first prem start. Uh, what three days before the Chinese New Year break, and pop, tore my ACL, hmm. and yeah, now I'm trying to get back on my feet. Um, hopefully, try to to get back into the team again. Um, but that was a that was a bitter pill to to take. Uh, not sure if I should say this, but 
Yeah, but um, got a text from Mark Mark Lee, who was then the Singapore head coach. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks later, I was asking me like, "Hey, mate, you know how how are you?" And I was like, "I I, I told my ACL." I was like, "Oh shit!" I was about to call you up for the training squad. Uh, at least you know, like the yeah. the wider training squad. Yeah. I was like, oh, mate, shouldn't have told me that, man. I felt a lot better. Now it's making, <laughs> making my injuries feel a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that, that was, I mean, it's, it's tough, uh, especially, you know, when you're working and you're trying to uh, rehab, trying to, um, you know, get back to to what you are uh, previous, uh, before this. Uh, takes a lot of, like, motivation. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm back at that, that level yet. Um, still trying to find my way and... Um, yeah, trying to build my um, build the strength for um, to to get back into the game because I've you know I missed already one season. Mm. Could have rushed myself back for that uh, the last um, prem season, um, but I think I just felt like my body wasn't ready. Mm. So I said so take a year off. Um, I'll take that year off and coach the Lions, which was a fantastic experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Now it's COVID. You know, we're not sure when you're going to get back again, but yeah, uh, yeah. Hope hope there'll be a season for for me to try to fight for that spot again. You are. Well, it's good to see all the young. stuff you're doing at the academy, man, Brian. Yeah, um, the SEC academy. Right, right. So yeah, the I mean, just talking about the academy. Um, I've been coaching there for, since 2012. Um, so it's been a good what eight years. Um, for those of you that are, <laughs> I mean, whoever's listening, for those of you that don't know. Brian Lim is Mr. SEC. So he he plays for a few of the teams. He coaches at the academy. He coached the Lions, the Thirds. He drinks. He kicks he, for the tankards in finals. He kicks for the tankards in finals. <laughs> he throws in the lineouts. He he feeds the ball in the scrums. He <laughs> he's cleaning up at the pubs on Saturdays. He no no. <laughs> He's at MC. Uh, what what else do you do? Uh, yeah, I'm also the uh, junior sports representative. Uh, for for the rugby section. Yes. So basically, I look after all the GSMs. Yeah. Um, in, ah, in the SEC. Yeah. No, no. All the GSMs. Yeah. K-pop, BTS, all come out. Yes. So try to. Uh, I think basically it's just a way of giving back to the club. Um came through the system as a as a junior sports member mm. um yeah as part of my role is try to get as many uh, junior sports members as uh, in the club get quality players also i think we need to start recruiting through tiktok now right that's, that's where all the youths are <laughs> you should start with you first, Harish, the first dance okay so so wait um yeah again if you're talking about volunteering and giving back brian is a perfect example of that um he's gone through the ranks of uh the sec uh playing in the Colts and and tankers and prams and all that and then now he he sees it as an important role for him to give back and without guys like him um there would be no clear path or 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 route for for these younger players to to get into clubs to get into the next stage of rugby so every club needs a brian he's the real plug man Sydney. he's the real plug every club needs a brian every club could use a few brians now i think there are a lot of uh like great club men's in the club uh in sec even or even other clubs um yeah like um i think especially there are many more ahead of um uh, before me like uncle swanee yeah uh 
one of the few guys that actually look after the junior sports members um, in every single every in every ways that you can think of um, you know picking them up for training to go for matches yeah uh, he gave tuition to some uh, players also in the team uh, <laughs> and good, good man yeah like you know buying um uh, meals for 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 players uh, or junior sports members like after games and uh, or even Uncle Alfred yeah yeah a lot a lot a lot of great clubmans like uh, before that like uh, Andy Douglas is also yeah another uh, uh, Sam Sam Sharp yeah so I think I'm I don't I don't really consider myself like as a great or at their level yet yeah yet still la, still a long la, way uh, but yeah just you know being a club is just happy to help wherever you can mm. yeah you know you see like even like in other clubs like yeah like um wanderers there is a like beach um what's that um there is a yeah or or even or even R yourself rhino. yourself in saints rhino yeah. rhino yeah <laughs> Lo lots of lots of um yeah great great guys um, i mean that's important right? i mean every club yeah. needs, needs and you know singapore folks. is like in terms of the clubs we are not a professional like I say, not a professional setup yeah. everything's all run by volunteers exactly uh, I think if you if you really like the sport have a passion for it and you know it's not it's not something that everyone must do or should do but if you you know if you have the time um, and you enjoy doing it yeah just give it a shot mm. yeah I mean, it's nice to see so many more like academies. I mean, obviously, being biased to SEC, that's just SEC Academy, that's one thing, but there's so many youth academies out there popping up over the years. And, you know, it's great to see kids as young as three, four years old joining so many different clubs. And, you know, tournaments are always so colorful now. There's so many jerseys, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's always very, very nice to see, like, oh, I said, nice to see like other academies coming up. I think that's how we can actually grow the sport. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, getting kids uh, involved at a young age, you know, to, to play this sport. Um, and you're mixing people, right, from like local yeah. schools, international schools. I mean- that, Yeah, what, and that's, that's, that's basically what the club is about, yeah, exactly, all about right? Meeting, exactly. you know, meeting- Melting, meeting, melting pots. Yeah, meeting people, making new friends. Um, yeah, it's, I w not just for my academy, but I not for just for SEC Rugby Academy, but um, you can, when a chance, you know, if you just stick yourself in school, where you get to like, you know, meet like, uh, a French kid, you know, an English boy, uh, Japanese, you know, oh, yeah, you make sure. the sort of the kind of friends and bonding. Yeah, um, you learn from a cultural perspective as well, right? Yeah, and you never know, like you know, twenty years down the road, um, yeah, you could be having beers with them or a meal with them or coffee even. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and and. And you never know where all these connections would will help you along the way in your life. It's all about a plug. <laughs> now, um, okay, I've got like two more questions, lah. Um, Brian, mm. Mizuno or A six? <sighs> That's a tough one, eh? Is it? But uh, I would say I think I have a great experiences in both in both um, brands, uh, but. Well, in in what way would would you would up you to like you to la, up to you how you want to shape your answer? <laughs> you basically the same boss in both companies, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, not really. It was a different different department. Yeah, I think for for those that uh, uh, those that are listening, yeah, I'm currently working in Asics. Uh, used to work in Mizuno, um, so that's why I think that's the reason why uh, Sid brought this question up. Uh, 
I would say ASICs make very, very good running shoes. Really, really like, um, and also they're very, very strong in terms of like marketing, uh, very aggressive. Uh, um, Mizuno do make good products. I think, yeah, I think you're also a fan of uh, probably their, you know, some of their soccer boots. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think those are, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> okay, no I think put you, now, probably, put you in the spot. La. Probably A6 will have. job might be on the line <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I yeah, there are, there are certain strengths. Okay, um, next one. Uh, maybe a big question, but for both of you can answer. La. Yeah. So you've both gone through the ranks of, uh, SRU development programs uh, through the ranks of like the club kind of development pathways. Mm. Um, what do you think is is the best kind of uh, route or path for someone starting out with rugby at primary school or secondary school level and wants to ultimately one day wear the national jersey what do you think would be the best path developmentally again this is this is not like there's no hard fact or, yeah. or it's not a hard right or wrong answer yeah. but just your your own opinions from your own experience uh, I mean I the, think uh, similar, I, yeah go ahead Sydney. Yeah, so so it, it it can be something that you hope that will happen with yeah. the union it can be something that is ideal but it's not happening now or it can be something that you have gone through I mean, like what I said the last time I was on, you know, I think getting involved and stuck into different things is really important. Just playing as much sports as possible, playing with different teams, you know, be it a club side if you, if you, if you, if your parents would, you know, as a nine year old, 10 year old kid, your parents want to send you to an academy training or a rugby team over the weekends, go and do that. You know, I think just getting stuck in and being involved in getting exposed rather, that's definitely super important. But um, back to your last point, I don't know what we would like to see. You know, I think when Brian and I were going through the system, you know, the whole under 16 program was great. Mm. You know, we had lots of schools coming over. The setup, the structure was there. I think, I think you know, that kind of went away in the later years. And um, I mean, we were meant to have a big trip to France, France as well. Yeah. I mean, it was basically the exposure, right? The whole... As a kid growing up here in Singapore with rugby not being a tier one sport, obviously, having as much exposure to quality opposition, quality kind of training, coaches, systems, programs, right? That's something that's lacking. I mean, even like, I think uh, back in 05 or 04, there was a couple of boys that went to Wales for like an exchange program. Keith Arulia, Ken Wong, Jamil, um, someone else was on there as well. But Your brother? No, no, that was the, that was the Melrose Sevens. Oh, Melrose but, you know, yeah. just basically taking kids out of a Singapore setting, putting them out there, living the life, seeing professional rugby for the first time. I'm sure Keith can attest to this. You know, he, he mentioned to me as well, he's saying this is the first time he's been exposed to rugby or, you know, things of that at that level. And that you come back with that experience, right? Um, growing the sport and having someone uh, go through this, you know, that's definitely something that's much needed to bring players, teams, and, you know, the whole community, I guess, to the next level. That's just my uh, two cents. Uh, yeah, just for me, I I think one, uh, for asking about primary school kid, right? I think if you can join an academy, doesn't have to be like SEC or, yeah, basically, because I feel like the, the current school pro, uh, in the primary schools they don't they don't get as many games as they 
don't, they don't get to play as many games. I think if I understand from the, the league system, it's like, what, three games in the South Zone and then if you're out, you don't make the Nationals, but that's about it. You know, um, so to actually join an academy so you can play, you know, every week on the weekends, and also the um the currently the junior uh the GRCS Junior Rugby Club Singapore have a very uh very structured um um tournaments throughout the year where kids can you know get ex can play rugby actually all year round like there is a there's a 15s tournament um from ages up from 12 up to 13 I mean sorry 12 up to 17 or 11s I think there's they have they have um basically play like either 12 aside or 15 aside um or if and also there's like you know there are other club tournaments like the Santos tens, SEC sevens, uh Tangling tens or fifteens. Galwa does a youth tournament as well sometimes. Yeah, nineteen like correct. So if to join an academy, you get to actually play like um uh more games mm. uh, throughout the year as a primary school kid. And um and also you get you know different um styles of coaching you, know, you get to you get a, a wider exposure like for example in in the SEC rugby academy we most of our uh, player uh, coaches up from maybe i think 10 uh, 9 actually 9 even to 17 uh basically prems players or players with former prems ex experience uh coaching so um yeah we'll give you a different perspective of the game and um yeah, and of course, also if if possible, try to you know go to a, a rugby school, uh, like St Andrews, or you know try to try to get a DSA there, St Andrews, ACSI, Raffles, or Buckroot. ACS Buckroot. Yeah, um, yeah, that that would that would give you like you know a, a stronger competition. But even if you don't make it to those schools, right? Um, yeah, the academy is still there for you to to play. So even if, I mean, based on my experience in like the SEC academy, you know, we have kids um, coming from the non-traditional rugby schools, and you know they may come in very raw, you know, like um, not the super talented or first team cut sort of player. But after the years, once you see them, once they hit se uh, age of seventeen, I think they've they've grown to you know be players that are good enough to actually make our nineteens, our U nineteens. Um, or oh, and then to our Lions squad or the or the SEC uh, men's squads. So a lot of them are actually currently training um, training with us. And yeah, we do have a good pool of like non-traditional uh, rugby school, like those that are not from the ACS or St. Andrews or Raffles. And yeah, that will help you, uh, you know, keep you in the system. You may not make the under-19 squads, you know, or the, or the under-16 squads now. But if you, I feel if you actually keep training, keep playing, um yeah you you know you 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 start playing the men's uh you can grow you know to to become a better player and you never know one day you know you might uh play for singapore you get called up like for me um i i've been the sort of player i was i was never like the outstanding you know like uh a player like Harish, you know that they get called up early at 17 years old to the men's squad mm. Or even there are a lot of like uh, better players in my batch also, uh, but I I think I just like the game mm. and I just like to play, um, and I also like being in SEC. Uh, there were a lot of great guys in in the team, um, and also the seniors were all really really good. 
um, and very helpful. You know, you get, you learn tips from them. You like, especially, you know, SEC, we're quite a vibrant, um, uh, committee, I'll say committee, right? Team, you know, you get, you get players in and out quite fast sometimes. Transient, yeah. Yeah, transient, yeah. Sorry, that's the word. <laughs> and, here for yeah. You, Brian. And, Always here for you. And, um, yeah, you get like guys from like UK, suddenly, you know, finish at university and they play quite a good level. They yeah. come to Singapore to yeah. work. Um, they may take your prem spot <laughs> for sure, but you get to learn from them. You yeah. know, you get to talk to them, ask them like, you know, like what they do, you know, and uh, just learn different things from them. Like, you know, we have like Simon Eto, so mm. we split like um, <laughs> what professional rugby, you know, you can basically feed on these players' experiences. Mm. Eto, uh, I think we need to get Eto on the show, man. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so uh, might not clear the Spotify censorship. True. <laughs> so, so you, yeah, so you, so that will help you just keep playing. So you could join. There are many other. Uh, there are also other good clubs like Wanderers. You know, they have a lot of like um, um, players with very uh, various experiences in their team. Um, yeah, and 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 learn from them and. Um, I think like what Harish also, say, also said um, about sending players overseas. Yes, overseas exposure is very, very important. Uh, do agree with like what Mark Lee has said before. I think if you want to send a player to a stint, send them for a longer period. Yeah. Um, you know, whether is it like um, um, a year, six months to a year. <laughs> Brian, you always said I should have gone to... Yeah, like I still Harish, like <laughs> say, why are you playing against us? Like you're happy boshing, like, you know, all, all this... <laughs> people around my size and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think he was probably one of those guys that I felt should have gone to like maybe Australia or New Zealand. Mm. You know, if you see you have that potential, you have that size, you have the physique. Um, yeah, go there and study. You know, if you're, I mean, if you're fortunate enough, your parents, you know, are able to support you in that sense. Yeah, why don't you just go to like Australia? You know, there are a lot of like schools and, or New Zealand even. I mean, that's what John Lee mentioned, right? He said his exposure in Australia and the US kind of just definitely shaped him to be the player he was yeah, the, in his prime. Right? Correct. The, I mean, I, like over the years, like DM and I, we, we always speak about these type of things because yeah. as we go into our, at the end of our playing days, we start to think about what's next, right? For mm. the younger generation and all that. So this is one of the things that keeps coming up. So we always wonder, like, hey, guys, like, uh, guys who are really, really amazing players, like in the local context, yeah, guys like your Ishrafs, your Yaws, and all these, right? Yeah, like we always wonder, like, hey, how would these guys fare given a short stint mm. in like Japan? Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Because you look at it, like, if I mean, no disrespect to the other guys in like Malaysia or whatever, yeah. they like guys like Makler and your Justin Covenies and all that, mm. they are they are getting uh playing time in Japan and they are doing well. Mm. Right? But it makes you wonder why why can't uh, uh, Nick Yao or and Ishraf do the same? Yeah. Is it because they don't have the opportunity or is it because they don't dare to do it, or is it because you know the support structures are not there? Where's the platform? Where's there's the, no yeah. there's no right uh, entry point, mm. you know. Whereas you know, guys like Mark and and Justin, they have like agents and and they have connections there mm. already who who already established the bridge. So, I mean, that's something to consider, lah. And I I believe that once we have that first player there who's in and says that, hey, I have my family support. I'm willing to put yeah. in the time. Yeah, I want to spend six months just studying in in New Zealand or somewhere, yeah. and then I want to go and try out pro rugby for six months. 
yeah. uh, at whatever grade. Yeah. You know? I mean, any grade overseas exactly. definitely could be a great yeah. learning, right? Exactly. So, it just needs one person to to, to make that first step yeah. and then things will happen. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it could be as simple, yeah. I mean, not it's not as simple, but you know, it could even be like a, a scholarship to like yeah. Aussie Uni or a Canadian Uni yeah. or American Uni. I mean, yeah. look, look at Matt Chong, right? He, he, was, he wasn't the best player when he was in <laughs> Singapore. He went, to, he went to UBC, he went to Sydney. Came back pretty good, man. You know, and that's just because he's been stuck in the system and the, the trainings and the, the program is different. Yeah, for sure. You get ex- you get uh, exposed to like, you know, uh, better, play- um, you know, uh, tougher competition. Yeah. Or even, I think even, don't even think far off, like, because Singapore is quite a, like, a UK education system, right? You yeah. just, you know, head to like one of the UK schools. Oh, for sure. And you yeah. do the same O-levels, A-levels. And, yeah. you know, most of them, like, I mean, some of, I, there are a few boys that, uh, that came from, uh, from our club that went to like Millfield or those kind of like boarding school kind yeah. of. Uh, rugby school, right? Yeah, so rugby school. Yeah, I think you, you turn out to be a very, very, um, you know, first uh, athlete at the same time, a good like, you know, student, you know, you can get to like universities, places yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. The, I think the big question here is um, what's in it for them after mm. that? Yeah. Right. Uh, rugby, I think like most sports in Singapore is still se- seen as a, a recreational activity. A, a Non-tier of, one, basically. Non- yeah. Not, mm. not even about tiers. Yeah. It's just like most sports, uh, rugby is it's not a career choice. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. something it has you a, do. It has a life. life it has a lifespan life, of yeah. its own. Yeah. And it is a side gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of your job, your Great. career, your family or whatever. So to tell someone to say, hey, go and try pursuing this as a career or as a bigger thing in your life is a big ask. I think you can actually do both. Yeah. Based on my um, experiences, like I would say just for an SEC, like, you know, in the club, you have guys that are, you know, they have a professional um, day job, um, ship brokers, traders, Mm -hmm. um, but yet they can still, you know, play at quite a good level of rugby. Yeah. Uh, they're still training. They still have time. Like boys, guys like Mikey, you know, Christian, uh, Cookie. Yeah. Um, it's just best. I think it's a lot of like matters to do with discipline. Yeah. Whether you can um, work at the same time, you know, put in the, the hours. I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, put in the gym work or the, or the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they're boys that are doing and they can still play like a, a good level of rugby. And, are, and to be honest, you know, um, they are really, really disciplined. A lot of times, you know, we see like uh, the expat players, you know, they think that, oh, they're just boys that booze, they, they, you know, that they, they don't, they put in the work behind the scenes. I know. They put in a Cookie, lot of work. Cookie came back from quarantine and, and ran a marathon in his hotel in his, room. In his hotel room, I know. Yeah. yeah. The and Cookie came back from a ACL injury in like yeah. I don't know how long, right? Oh, he, and then six yeah. months. Yeah, six months. I mean, he was it, playing without ACL already for, for three games. Basically, he tore your ACL, the ACL after you, and he came no, back so, before so, you. So, right? so, so uh, these are the, let's not go into that. That's another story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, the same doctors also. <laughs> yeah, so 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 the I think the Brian you mentioned a good point. Like discipline is a really big thing. Yeah. Uh, we can give thousand and one excuses, right? Mm. Like, uh, I think the best thing you can tell a young player is to be disciplined. Yeah. You can have all these distractions, but like you said, these guys are working uh, big time jobs and they Correct. they make it to club trainings, even exactly. though, like for some of us locals, we think club trainings are like, hey, you know, go there, have fun. You know, I just yeah, want to yeah. play on the weekends, but these guys take it seriously, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They do their own fitness, they hit the gym and on so that they are the on top of the training yeah, yeah. so that they are fit, they get their place in the premiership team and then yeah. they can 
can go all out on a on a Saturday, <laughs> not at night lah. But <laughs> the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know they take care of their bodies also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While clean. we are eating chicken rice yeah. and whacking bubble this tea is, or what? Uh, this is exactly like what Coach Damien used to tell us. And we can bring the horse to the water, but it's about whether the horse <laughs> wants to drink the water. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> Something along. Those- yeah. So, yeah, yeah I th- I think I th- I. Th- I think what we can actually help so like is to try to you know once you identify like these kids that have potential try to help them or mentor them you know that, that sort of stuff that is the other thing mm. like all this while inside my head the the I think the biggest thing that maybe the community or the union can do is actually to have an active database yeah to to keep track of all these players going through the ranks mm. like a these young players that join the clubs that play for schools that are standouts whether at the clubs or the schools somebody needs to know them somebody needs to engage them and they need to be put on a certain pathway mm. like if this guy at 12 years old or 13 years old he says that hey I'm joining rugby I have a certain talent I can I'm the school 100 meter champion okay he's on path B Mm. this guy uh, 16 years old rugby playing for four years you know he he's playing for a good school and he's committed and he's growing in size he has certain attributes hey puff a Mm -hmm. you know and then a development person keeps track of them monitors where are they and then call them up for under 16 or call them for whatever you know eventually this kind of things right but right now to me it seems like um, it's a bit more ad hoc and 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 you know When when there's a campaign, then we okay, we go look for players. Yeah, you know? I think take example like um in terms of your database, I think that's a very very good point. Like uh, based on my experiences at the SCC Rugby Academy, mm. uh, we do have like a sort of like a scholarship program. Okay, where we you know take kids that um they may not be able to pay the fees mm. uh to join our our team. So I realized there was this school. I think it was uh like uh. Sambawang Primary, yeah, they were I think top four in the in the league, yeah, but at least half of them did not make it to um, any rugby school, exactly, and that was a shocker because I told them like, why don't you just come and play with us? You know, exactly. you can do your your you know your current CCA yeah, you know, yeah. as like a. You'll be surprised at how many of these boys don't continue the game yeah. in schools, and they're actually talented. They were actually good they players. Are, they are, yeah. You'll be surprised because that's one thing I realized also. So. When they move on from primary school to secondary school, there are a few considerations. If I am hardcore involved in rugby and my parents are supportive, I will die die make it to a rugby school. I yeah, want yeah. to go. No matter where you stay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, regardless of where I stay. Yeah. And then there is those that I'm very very talented. If I play rugby, good. If yeah. I don't, so be it. Yeah. I'll just go to the school nearest to my place. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know, I mean, there, there, there are a variety of these yeah. kind of reasons. I mean, Brian was a mix of both, right? Your, your parents were like quite indifferent about you playing rugby as well, right? They were like, eh. Uh, well, if you want to speak about my parents, <laughs> they, I don't think they were, I think they were, they, they were supportive wise. His dad resigned to fate, la, but like, gave uh, up on badminton yeah. school and all that, I heard. But I think they weren't really, they didn't quite, they wouldn't really encourage me to play rugby. Because they know they know that I'm not very I'm not big. But you see, that's about the yeah. education, right? Like yeah. everybody thinks that oh, rugby means oh, yeah, must be a big. Yeah, you're gonna get injured. You're gonna break your arm. Leg, yeah, blah, blah. it doesn't help that every time I come back from a game, I'm on a bandage or I have like you know stitches here and there. Doesn't but help. yeah, then um, yeah. So so in terms of like parents, yeah, like, like for my parents, they they were always like um. 
think they were just praying really hard that I always come back not injured. <laughs> That's the main priority. But Bryce, Whether Bryce I win mom or not. was uh, very, uh, felt very safe because, you know, she always knew that Haresh was, I was, I was next to him protecting him. <laughs> big brother. Big brother. Yeah, my bigger half. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then, um, yeah, so, um, like, my dad would actually even tell me, like, um, they say if he's sending me to a game uh, for school or, or whatnot, uh, please don't tackle the big guy. <laughs> other people do it. <laughs> oh, but see, that, that is the essential problem, right? That's the first barrier to entry yeah. right now with the kids or people face, right? Yeah. Yeah, the... I mean, we we can sit here and, and talk to the cows come home la, yeah. about the, mm. the issues, but... Um, you need that pipeline, you know, that, that kind of transition. How do you get yeah. player, this player A to move on to the next level and, you know, carry on yeah. with that passion and interest? I think when you say education, I don't think any, a lot of, if you ask people about rugby, like you said, like the previous shows, what do you think of rugby? American football. American football, like, yeah. you know, bang, you know, yeah. the helmets, yeah. the, yeah. and then the, the big injuries, you know, the guy landing on his head and sort Shelly of stuff. <laughs> no. And, but actually, I think it, as com- I, I feel as compared to soccer, like, we do have lesser injuries. I mean, me speaking who's coming back from an ACL injury, but uh, I think like, yeah. Sorry, I just thought about how when you were playing soccer in Bakker Road, you broke someone's hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like that's a story for another day. Sorry. Speaking of soccer, See, it seems like I both of us had a soccer room. Actually, Brian and I were in the same soccer team. Yeah, we were in the same soccer team. I, I broke was, someone's hand yeah. as well. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, yeah. We were in the same. I broke a... Uh, this is a interesting story. Uh, I think two years ago, every year in school we would have a like a teachers versus students kind of game. Oh, past versus present. Yeah. yeah. So so two years ago there was this boy in the soccer team. So he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, you know, sir, are you playing later?" I said, "I'm gonna whack you." <laughs> so I looked at him and said, "Okay, yeah, I'll see you on the field." Okay. <laughs> then the. What do, you, what do you do to the kid, Sid? I didn't do anything. It's purely accident, <laughs> accidental. So, 20 minutes into the game, he came in, two-footed sliding tackle on me. I jumped. Fuller playing FIFA or? Roy Keane, Roy Keane. I jumped. I avoided the tackle. So I thought, okay, yeah, I'm safe. As I was in the air, I had to find a way to land. So he was below me. Uh. And unfortunately, I landed on him. And he was resting on his arm. Yeah. Oh. So his arm snapped. That's something like my my injury or something. Yeah, purely accidental, yeah. but yes. So I played I played the um, I played the game also. You think? I mean, I guess the moral of that story is that soccer is more dangerous. Than yeah, soccer is more, <laughs> more dangerous. Okay, let's just leave it. Yeah. Let's leave it. Yeah. <laughs> no data, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anecdotal Pers- evidence. Soccer is more dangerous. I think we should check with John Lee in terms of insurance coverage. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely, claims. Definitely. Good man, John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. I have. I have come to the end, or we have come to the end. Oh. I enjoyed myself. I learned lots about Brian. <laughs> and uh, I was totally surprised that Haresh appeared. I don't know, does he have a tracking device or something? I don't know. I'm his minder, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to pick him up. <laughs> Find Brian, the tracing app, is it? <laughs> okay, yeah, but um, yeah... Great session. I, I enjoyed hearing your stories about SM, SIM and uh, your different challenges. And I, I thought you were really inspiring, surprisingly. <laughs> but um, yeah, hey, these stories are stories that need to be heard by the younger generation, by people growing up, by people trying to pick up the game and so on and so forth. And, and together with this, like you said, la, like you guys mentioned, a big part of growing the game is education. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so that's that's a bit of what we are trying to do here. So, so, uh, like I always mention, if if one person listens to this and benefits from it, we have done our job. So, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Harish. Right. Cheers, Sid. Thanks for having me here. Really enjoyed myself. Thanks, and thanks for sharing. Back. Good to be there. <laughs> Cheers. You were just here. Okay. Um. This is the Create Don't Hate podcast, and that's all we have. See you next time. Ciao.